Welcome back to a Training Camp Daily podcast here on the Colts Audio Network with J.J. Stangovitz along. I'm Matt Taylor. The sun is setting in the background, and we are back after joint practice day number one between the Indianapolis Colts and the Chicago Bears here at Grand Park in Westfield, all brought to you by Corson Fire and Security. We're in the Indiana Union Construction Industry mobile radio studio, and uh, it was a very eventful, jam-packed two-hour-plus practice between the Colts and Bears ahead of their preseason game coming up on Saturday night. J.J., what's up? What were your overall impressions of the good work both sides got in tonight? I mean, the first impression was the crowd here was electric. Indeed. Like, it, I mean, Bears fans, I knew there were going to be quite a few of them here, obviously. Yeah. It's close. Got a lot of Chicago expats in the area. It was sort of like being at a uh, like a neutral site college football game. There you go. Watching like one-on-ones. Yeah. Uh, every time, I mean, literally every play got, <laughs> a, got a cheer from the crowd. Yeah. Like, you like know. Like Freedom Hall back in the right. day between IU and Kentucky where right. it's like split down the exactly. middle. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. You know, I got I got like Jalen Jones gets an interception in yeah. one-on-ones and the crowd goes nuts. And, and then boo. And then, you know, yeah, DJ yeah. Moore makes a play in one-on-ones and the crowd goes nuts. Yeah, and right. It's, it, it was a really neat atmosphere here, um, you know, for these joint practices. The work seemed pretty good on both sides. Uh, you know, Anthony Richardson had some up and down moments on the offensive side of the ball. Defense yeah. had some up and down moments. Well. But overall, I think the competitiveness was really good. It's kind of what Shane Steichen wanted to get out of these days. Yeah, this, well, this let's, first day. yeah, let's go back to the quarterback there, Anthony Richardson. Today was the first practice after, I mean, he knew on Tuesday that he was going to be the starting quarterback. But the first practice that, you know, the entire audience, the entire crowd, everybody in the media fans knew that he was going to be the starting quarterback for the entire season announced by Shane Steichen earlier this week. How do you think he went about negotiating a different, quote-unquote, live first-team defense that was going to throw some exotic things at him in these joint practices? That's what these sessions are all about, things that he's going to see this week that he's not going to see in a preseason game. Yeah, I thought he got better as the day went on yeah. from what I saw. I, would, I, I, thought, he, I thought he ended on a really high note uh, with some of the move-it drills where it was 11-on-11, 11 11, you were moving the ball downfield. Um, you know, he had some good efficient passes to Michael Pittman, to Josh Downs, um, you know, seemed to make some good decisions with the ball. It kind of one of them got called back because there was an illegal formation. It would have been a this deep seam ball to Farrell Brown. Um, but, you know, early in practice, he had a pick in seven on seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and look, I mean, Anthony Richardson's probably seeing some of these coverages Matt Haberflus designed for the first time in his life. Right. So I, I, I kind of wrote about this on Colts.com this week that the joint practices, you want to see now growth from day one to day two. You want to see, okay, when you, we get back in this situation on Thursday night, do you, do you read the coverage and make a decision on it that you need to make on it? Mm-hmm. Because now you've seen it. To me, that's where you really want to see the growth from Anthony Richardson uh, in these couple of days. I still thought tonight the decision-making, just like it's been all camp, really since OTAs, the decision-making's there. Yeah. It's just, again, it's timing, and it's it's the footwork, and it's the ball placement, right? And it's anticipating things. But rarely does Anthony Richardson go in the wrong place with the football. Yeah, right. No, it's a good point. And you point. saw that tonight, too. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and, and if you're doing that and you're reading the coverages properly, that's going to be important, especially as you are kind of learning yeah. – how to attack That's why things. it was encouraging tonight. That yeah. carried over against uh, another right. defense. And again, he got better as the day went on. Mm-hmm. Like, that's good to see. The ball was coming out fast, too. I, I think the important, like, it, we need to kind of zoom out sometimes with Anthony Richardson and remember, okay, yeah, he got named the starting quarterback. But, you know, Chris Ballard has been very clear about this ever since the Colts drafted him. Like, he's not going to be Superman from day one. You cannot expect him to be the savior of the franchise from day one. 
It's going to be a learning process for him like any rookie quarterback goes through. And you want to see growth. You want to see development. And even if that happens over the course of a practice, you want that's what you want to see. You want to see him getting better mm-hmm. as he gets more opportunities. He gets more reps with the first-team offense. He's working with Josh Downs out there, with Michael Pittman Jr., Kylan Grants and these guys, building that chemistry, building that rapport, and not making the same mistake twice. That's going to be you know, really important for him. That's J.J. Stankovitz. I'm Matt Taylor. You know, Josh Downs, like you talked about, he's going to be a player. He's going to be really, yeah. really good, really impactful today again, uh, catching passes from Anthony Richardson. But in other ways, did you see the offense improve or take another step from what we saw in that first quarter against Buffalo? You know, I think I, think I saw a really good connection with Michael Pittman Jr. with Anthony Richardson. Um, and you, you want to see those like individual pieces of growth. Like we've seen it with AR and Alec Pierce working on those back shoulder throws over the course of training camp. You're seeing it with Josh Downs, where Downs is just this incredible field to get open uh, and Anthony getting the ball out on time to him. But seeing it with Michael Pittman today going up against, uh, you know, the Bears secondary, that was good to see. Uh, you know, I had him down like back-to-back catches on throws that were just on time in uh, late practice, 11-on-11, hurry up. Um, you know, that's a connection that's going to need to be there this year for the Colts offense to really go. Michael Pittman Jr. is the most established wide receiver. Yep. You want to see that kind of continue to grow and develop, and, and today I thought was a good day for that. You know, I was partly down there, but, you know, selfishly, I wanted to see what Anthony Richardson looked like today, you know, considering the news of the week, him being named starter for the Colts at quarterback. Uh, probably tomorrow I think we'll, we'll both kind of hover and, and watch more of the Colts' defense. But, you know, Justin Fields, we all know, ran for 1,000 yards last year, and the, mm-hmm. and the Bears ran for about 60,000 yards as a team Uh, number one in rushing by the way dead last in passing within that offense obviously trying to balance some things out this year but any indication on how the Colts starting defense fared in terms of containing Justin Fields in the pocket and and limiting his uh his damage on the yeah I I wound up watching most of the defense today actually okay Um, you know I had my colleague Ravenmore watching the offense um you know and kind of going off some of her notes Mm -hmm. but uh the the defense you know Justin Fields looked pretty good out there I you you can see the development now. He's a quarterback in his third year in the NFL. Um, you know, there was, for the most part, I think the Bears kept contain on him. There was one play late in 11-on-11 11 11 where he got outside the pocket. He took off what probably would have been a first down run. Um, but Fields, he, he threw the ball pretty well today, I thought. Uh, he's going to test these young corners of the Colts. Um, you know, there were some good moments. Uh, Dallas Flowers had a pass breakup late. Uh, Jalen Jones, like I mentioned, he had an interception yes. in one-on-one. Daryl Baker Jr. had a good pass breakup in uh, in one-on-one as well. Uh, going down the list here, in seven-on-seven, Juju Brents tipped the ball to Nick Cross for an interception. Nick Cross later also had a tip drill interception, so we had two of those today. Rodney Thomas picked off uh, uh, Justin Fields late in uh, 11-on-11 on a deep ball as well, but uh, that was a good battle, I thought, between the Colts' defense and the Bears' offense. That Bears' offense at this year looks they're, yeah. like they're going to be humming on a lot more yeah. cylinders than they were last year. I would not expect them to be the number 32 passing offense in the league, certainly right. with guys like DJ Moore, yes. Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some good weapons over there. Uh, doubling back to the offense, some, some shake-up there. Ryan Kelly did not practice today, and then Will Fries got banged up a little bit with an injury. Uh, hopefully get more of an update on, on him tomorrow. Arlington Hambright, who played very well with the second-team offensive line in Buffalo he uh, got inserted into the starting lineup uh, with the ones at right guard and I thought he played pretty well again tonight too well Rick Venturi talked about it on inside football with Rick Venturi this week that Arlington Hambright was one of the standouts of the game for him in Mm -hmm. Buffalo and you guys had a a good discussion about him that he he could be that sort of 
backup tackle, backup guard type guy, you love having those guys on your team. If you, hey, we need you to go in at right guard, get in there. We need you to go in at left tackle, get in there. Um, those guys are important to have, and they're important to find, right? Like the the Bears or the Colts picked up Arlington Hambright last year, uh, put him on their practice squad middle of the season, mm-hmm. and he's kind of just been here working ever since. He was a seventh round pick of the Bears a couple of years ago. But again, you know, you you want those versatile backups who aren't pigeonholed into well, this guy's the eighth offensive lineman, but he can only play tackle or he can only play center. You want those guys to be able to play some different positions. Yep. J.J. Stangovitz right there. We talked about Justin Fields, one of the guys that's going to be trying to match him step for step this week in camp and then also on Saturday night in the uh, preseason game at Lucas Oil Stadium. That is Zaire Franklin, who broke the franchise record for tackles in a single season. Earlier tonight after practice, he sat down with myself and Jeffrey Gorman trying to match that again in year number six, draft pick in 2018. Now he's a mainstay for the Colts on defense. Okay, practice, joint practice rather, just ended. Chicago Bears, Indianapolis Colts up here at Grand Park in Westfield. We are joined with one of the leaders of this Colts defense, Zaire Franklin. This is a first, okay? This is a first. It's not a preseason game, but it's a joint practice, and things get a little bit chippier out there when you're on the home turf here. You're hosting the Bears out here. How was that first day of pads going up against them? Oh, man, you know, it's joint practice. You know, guys have been running into the same person for three weeks, so yeah. it's, it's nice to run into somebody new for a change. And, <laughs> you know, you get, you know, two teams coming in, everybody got something to prove, guys trying to make a team. Hey, look, we all men. You know what I mean? It gets a little intense, but, you know, we made it through the practice good, though. Good. You got some veteran leadership on the defensive line. You guys at linebacker have a bunch of leadership there, obviously, with you and Shaq. In the backfield, they get a little younger out there. Yeah. Who is this defense to you right now, the way you see it? What do you guys do great? Man, I think, uh, first off, I think our front seven, um, like you touched on, um, veteran, dominant. Um, you know, obviously having five, three back is major. You know, having two, three, you know, in that lineup is major. You know, um, you know, got some young guys on the outside. But, look, we got young dogs now. Mm-hmm. And, look, the only way to grow up is to throw in the fire now. So, <laughs> uh, obviously got Rod T coming back. You know, I think he's one of the best young guys coming back in this league. Yeah. Um, and then Julian back there, obviously, he was a vet. So, we got, we got some young guys, but we got some vets out there, too. And I just think, you know, as we continue to grow, you know, a gel with that chemistry, I think we'll continue to grow and take off. Yeah, day one in the books. What was it like on your end trying to contain and slow down Justin Fields, a similar guy that can do a lot of the same things that your quarterback that you've been seeing now for 10-11 practices can do in Anthony Richardson? Well, you know, like you mentioned, you know, going against Anthony um, brings a whole lot of set of problems. Um, and I think just, you know, going against him, you know, for the last few weeks kind of prepared us for a guy like Justin. Right. You know, obviously wants to get out the pocket, you know, using his legs. Um, trying to hit throws on a run, um, you know, he's obviously dynamic. But I think we did a good job of containing him, um, you know, limiting him big plays and, you know, making plays on the ball. I think we had like three interceptions a day or something like yeah, that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I definitely think we made some plays and set the tone for joint practice. Zaire Franklin is with us, one of the key cogs within this Colts defense. Basic question, but how much faster are you finding yourself playing in year two in this scheme? Oh, man, it's just – it's crazy. I, you know, I talked to Gus, talked to my coach Smith about it, and – um you know, it's just being able to come off of last year, being able to watch myself, um, you know, obviously with just that year of experience, you know, playing all those snaps and just second year in the system, just just so much further ahead, understanding how teams are attacking us, understanding the th- different things that I need to work on to improve to, you know, help our defense, help our team win. Um, you know, I just feel a lot better, you know, feel a lot faster. 
um, and just hopefully, you know, I can continue to roll that into Sundays and help us bring some wins on, on the fall. Can you notice yourself on film playing faster, like more instinctual? Man, it's just I feel like it's just more efficient. You know what I mean? It's just like better understanding of the game, better understanding of, you know, where those hot spots is, where I can help out, where I can shoot, where I can make a play. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously offenses are going to try to scheme up and take away what I do best. Um, but, you know, I think that's just where the film study, um, trusting my teammates, trusting my coaches, you know, just continue to elevate my game. Yeah. Number 44 on the roster is Ayer Franklin. And I love this question for you because your leadership skills we saw last year, I mean, it blew up. Even the year before that, Matt, the year before that even, you were still there. You're a special teams guru out there getting some snaps on defense, but you still were a leader. Now you got this number five in, already named starter, mm-hmm. young leader. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You're a quarterback in the NFL. You're a leader in that locker That's a fact. room. Any advice you have for the young man? Man, you know, I think the best thing is, you know, just be authentic. You know, be the best version of yourself. You know, you you got to lead in your own way. You know, for right now, for Anthony, you know, as a young guy coming in with a lot to learn, um, the best thing he could do is just, you know, lead by his actions. You know, he's got guys in the locker room with heavy voices who understand what's going on. Obviously, we're going to lean on him when he speaks, but, you know, just continue to build it day by day. You know, a lot of guys in the locker room follow you without you ever even right. knowing. Right. And I think, you know, as Anthony continues to grow and builds that routine, um, understanding what that NFL life and what that NFL, you know, schedule demands of you. Um, you know, I think his leadership will grow, his voice will grow, um, and obviously I think that will translate on the field. Going along with that, we all know that you're one of the biggest leaders on defense. You're yeah. one of the biggest leaders within the team, period. Yeah. But to Jeffrey's point and, and what you just said, Anthony Richardson plays quarterback, and he's the starting quarterback. He's yeah. going to be a leader on this team by default because yeah. of, of what that position entails. Do you ha- How do you – follow a rookie when you're six years in and you're one of the biggest leaders on this team you also have to kind of follow him too how do you balance being a leader but also a follower of a guy that you're trying to to build around and boost confidence wise man um i really think that just comes with um him his, him building trust with us mm-hmm. you know in the, in the best way that he can you know, I think, you know, as, as veteran guys who've been in this league, you know, seeing guys like Phillip do it, seeing guys like Luck do it, mm-hmm. you know, the, the biggest thing that stands out is their routine, you know, trusting that trusting that process, trusting that trusting that routine. And, look, with Anthony, it's going to be highs and lows. You know, it's not always going to be pretty. It's not always going to be perfect. But, you know, as long as you know he's putting that work in, right, wrong, or indifferent, we always going to ride with him. You know, and I told Anthony before, look, I got his back regardless. You know, I know it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be bright days, it's gonna be dark days, but no matter what, we got his back. So don't feel like you know whatever is going on outside the building, know we with you. Um, and I guess for us, it's just knowing that it's like you know your little brother. You know, you know you're going to encourage him, you're going to push him, you're going to hold him accountable. But at the end of the day, you know he, he knows you love him, and you know he knows you got your back. He got his back when it comes down to war time. So um, like I said, just trying to continue and encourage him and push him as best as we can. Um, you know, to make that that big jump. I think I asked you this in in off season, but I'm going to ask you again. How does 53, of course, Shaq Leonard, out there? And now, you know, pads are on, sweats, everything's going. How, how does he make your job easier and the rest of the defense? Oh, man, his just understanding of the game, man. You know, like I said, as a guy who just plays so much ball, um, you know, he's out there. He's calling plays out. I'm calling plays yeah, right. out. He's telling me to watch out for this. I'm telling him to watch out for this. It's like me and him, we just like, it's like two QBs like out the there. the same person. Yeah. yeah. And, so. you, and you playing right next to him. You got to be on the lookout for that ball on the yeah, ground. No I question. mean, hey, look. with Shaq Leonard in there, I'm sorry, the punch is coming. Look, I'm cool. I told him, look, you punch it out, I'm a scoop it. Don't worry about it. So, you know what I mean? I already know that's coming, man. So having a guy like that that's just so dynamic of taking the ball away, so dynamic of just making plays and, and seeing plays before him, you know, it's different things that, yeah. you know, I told him before, different things that how he sees the game, we just see it in different ways. It's things that he sees that I can't see. It's things that I see that he don't see. 
And it's uh, just I think our games is complementing each other and constantly playing off each other. I think it just gives us – it's going to be special. I can't wait for it. I think we're going to be the best duo in the league, no question. Right, nice. Right. That's Zaire Franklin with us. And you talked about this at the beginning of camp. Last year you set the club record for tackles in a single season, Ooh. a whopping 166 of them. By the way, breaking the record set uh, previously by Shaq Leonard. But you said anybody can have one good year. Yeah. Anybody can do it one time. Yeah. But – how do you motivate yourself to back up what you accomplished last year? Well, you know, it's crazy. I was talking to somebody in the locker room about this, and I was just like, man, I felt like the standard that's set around us is just a little different. So our goal is a little different, you know. You know, and where I'm from, the guys that I train with, the guys I look up to, man, if you, unless you got an all-pro in your jacket, it really don't count. Mm-hmm. You know, unless you got all, a pro bowl on your, on your jacket, it really don't count. Yeah. You know, so – and then even when you get that, or can you do it four times in a row? Mm-hmm. Right, right. You know, can, can, you, can you go pro bowl nine times in a row like B-Wag? So it's just – Bobby I, Wagner, yeah. It's, it's just like I got the, the, the guys that I look up to, the guys that I, I, I push myself with from Shaq to, to Bobby um, to even K.J. Wright, who's a, who's a great linebacker as well. So the, the mentors that I have, they would, they would never let me settle. And um, the goals and dreams that I have – constantly pushing myself you know I'm still just trying to make myself proud and the funny thing is you just said a mentor there's guys out here that you're their mentor no question and I want to ask you <laughs> about exactly that right. because yeah. yep. these young guys go do you do you keep guys in line sometimes because you know we get some swagger out here for yeah. some of these young guys maybe rolling up to a practice late or something but you know what it's like to be a professional conveying that to these young guys man you know uh it's highs and lows man look as a young dude when I was 20 21 I wasn't perfect, mm-hmm. you know, but I had those guys, you know, Xavier Rhodes, um, Clayton Gathers, yeah. um, T.Y., you know, I had those guys, um, you know, Anthony Walker, to, to pull me aside and be like, hey, what you doing? What, what are you really trying to accomplish? Are you trying to be the best? The best don't make those type of decisions, you right. know what I mean? So, you know, for me, it's just, you know, it's trying to get that game that was given to me um, and try to help out them young guys, uh, you know, to not make mistakes that I made, whether that's, you know, Dallas or, or Nick Cross or, or DJ or even Tree on the other side. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, definitely trying to hold those guys accountable, but continue to give them that love and encouragement. Tell them, like, look, man, you could do it, man, because I've been there. So, you know, definitely just always trying to help. That's Zaire Franklin with us. And, yeah, talk about being a pro. Your sixth training camp is almost over, but you haven't missed a game. Like, you literally have not crazy, missed a game in five years in the NFL. It's not like you're a kicker. It's not like you're a uh, – you get what I'm saying? No you're question. not like the third-string quarterback. You play linebacker, dude. Right, right. And you're running down on special teams. How have you been able to maintain durability? He's a freak. And we say it all the yeah, time. The best, it is. I mean, I'm sorry. That's the best ability is availability. I mean, ask – Daryl Baker Jr. Sure, right sure. now taking advantage of that opportunity. How have you been able to just answer the bell every Sunday here? Man, I would just say back to what I've been saying the whole time, man. It's about that routine, man. Man, it's, a, it's, it's you know, but, on, it's, on Sunday, it's on Sundays. Even when you hurt, you got to go in there and get that lift in on Monday, yeah. even if it hurts. But you know are I mean? you doing things now that you weren't doing in 2018, 2019? <laughs> well, I ain't going to lie. In year six, you got to stretch a little bit more. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> you know, when I, back in back 18, I, I was able to just pull up the camp and go practice. Right, yeah, right, right. Hey, what time's practice? <laughs> hey, respectfully, we ain't doing that no more. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, definitely just trying to stay on top of things. You know, don't let the little things linger. And like I said, I, I'm trying to tell you that routine, man. That, that, from all the guys that I know that played 12 years, um, let's just continue to play. Rodney McLeod, like I said, Xavier Rose, T.Y., um, big I Woods, man. Big I Woods was yes. giving me all kind of game yes. when I was a rookie here, yeah. man. And he's still going. Yes, he's still he going. And, you know, you just – I always, you know, told myself, you know, I look at the guys and I, the guys who have the type of careers that I want to have, 
You know, I look at guys that, okay, maybe he started this way, but he became something. You know, he became a, a key piece on the organization. He became a, a, a key part of a Super Bowl run. Okay, what was the type? What was his routine? How did he go about his stuff? How did he train? Where did he train? Mm -hmm. You know, how did he go about his business? And I try to model myself after that, you know. So the guys that, like I said, that played them long years, man, I'm just I'm just stealing game from them as much as I can, and you know, trying to add that to me. So I love it, man. Have you have you always been this mature? <laughs> like seriously, where do you get this from? Man, I had to grow up young, man. I know for you sure. did. I, I had to did. grow up young. I yeah. had to learn a lot of things young early, but sure. Like I said, I got a village around me, though. I know you do. I know, but sure. one thing that I love about you and your career, you fought for everything no that question. you have in your career. You fought for it, yes, and sir. that small team around you, family, friends, and stuff like that. But you got us here, Matt. I'm on the sidelines doing radio with you, and I knew it was on in the first quarter when I saw 44 come up. And lay a lick. I'm like, dude, I'm still, I mean, I'm still full from breakfast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no At that question. time, and I'm like, how did you do that? Jeffrey's to, not stretching. To, to not, but to not, that's why I say this. I hear what I call him a, a freak of nature. Like, to yeah. not miss any playing time, to not miss starts like that, the focus that you must have men mentally, and that's what I want to ask you about. Physically, you, we know you can do it. How hard is this game at the NFL at the highest level, being a leader on this defense in that locker room mentally? Man, it's tough. You know, um, every day you come in, you, you may not you know, feel like yeah, being that guy. right. You or know, you don't but, feel like being there. Come on, I, you're human. But, I, but I'll tell you one thing, man. It's, um, you know, just playing these games and stuff, my teammates depend on me, man. I can't I can't speak on how much that means to me. You know, mm -hmm. just wanting to be a guy that they know is always going to be there for them no matter what. And I tell those guys um, before every game, like, I got your back out there. I'm with you no matter what. And um, I mean that. And that's something I take very seriously. You know, I would hate for – you know, them to look at me as a guy that they know they, they can't lean on and they can't depend on. And I think that's something I, I take very seriously and very personal. So for me, being out there is, is bigger than me. I know my team depends on me. Um, and I just want to be out there for the guys. It's, it's never really even about me. It's about, it's about the team, man. It's about the guys on that, in that locker room that I got to look at every day that mean the most to me, honestly. Matt, if I'm in a dark alleyway after hours and I need some help, I'm <laughs> no. calling 44. No, no I'm question. A, I'm on a, <laughs> no question. I'm calling island, yeah. He can probably make a fire out of, you know, who knows what, because we're going to survive as long as 44 is hey, there. much respect, really, what you yes, do sir. for a living and what you're doing out here and mentoring these young players and stuff and leading this defense, much respect. That's Zaire Franklin, everyone. Yes, Keep sir. up Appreciate the great work. Already, Thank you, guys. Yeah, selfishly right there. That's Zaire Franklin and just blows you away with uh, his actions on the field, off the field, the way he talks, his intelligence, his maturity. He's so much uh, more wise beyond his years, and we can't thank him enough for that conversation right there. And, uh, again, selfishly, I wanted to see him play, and I want to see that defense play more than they did in Buffalo. But you have to understand the circumstances in the preseason. Uh, his running mate, like he talked about in that interview, Shaq Leonard's back. How did Shaq look in 11-on-11 11 11 tonight yeah, going you know, up against the Bears? Seeing him moving around there, beat, looking like Shaq uh, in terms of just his mannerisms and the way that he yep. can, you know, conducts the defense. Which is another check mark on the process, It is. Right? It's another check mark. Now he's testing himself for a full practice against another team. Um, you know, interested probably in what his perspective on watching the film of today was. Yep. Uh, I believe we'll get a chance to chat with him tomorrow on Thursday mm -hmm. uh, after practice. But, you know, I asked Kenny Moore the second this. Like, knowing what Shaq has been through, like what that means to the team. Like, it's not just that Shaq is back out there. Like the dedication to the yeah. team to come back. You know, and, and Kenny talked about how, you know, he, he had, uh, you know, he finished last season on IR. And he, you know, he had a, a thing, you know, an ankle thing that kept him out of about a week up here. But he, he says to see Shaq put the work in, not ever knowing if he was going to be himself again. Right. You know, he's like that dedication. You, you really appreciate that. 
and it really makes you kind of take a step back as a player and, and not take for granted what you have and the opportunity you have. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think we talk so much about Shaq as an inspirational force, like on the field, he's the maniac and he gets forced fumbles and he's loud and he's, he's energetic out there. But like, I just think the presence of him being on the field is inspirational for the rest of the guys mm-hmm. on this team. Like, look what this dude's been through. Right. Like, what like, I'm going through is nothing. I mean, this could, this dude couldn't feel his leg when he ran. Right. And you don't know if that's ever going to come back. Like yeah. that, It's not like rehabbing, you know, an ACL where you have, you have a successful surgery yeah. and, okay, this is the timeline. Right. There was no timeline. And there's a process. They didn't even know what process. the injury was for right. a while. Yeah, exactly. Then it, it took him a while to figure out what was really going on. Yeah. And for him to just be back out here and, you know, running around – making plays, having fun, um, that permeates this entire team in a way that I think sometimes we maybe should appreciate a little bit more. All right, same time, same place. Thursday, uh, joint practices this week kind of always makes the playing time prediction a little bit tricky. Yeah. Any indication based on the work the Colts are getting this week, Wednesday and Thursday with the Bears, what it will look like on Saturday? Yeah, none yet. Uh, Shane Steichen said after practice he has not made a decision on who will play in the game on Saturday. Well, dang it. I think you'll probably get to tomorrow after practice, and maybe he'll have an idea. Um, I mean, look, even if if he knows right now, I don't think he's going to say it publicly because you don't want guys to take anything off, you know. Uh, you want guys to be smart. You still want them to go out there and compete. Um, you know, but you also don't want them to maybe like over compete if you know you're not going to play Saturday. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. that's probably a better question for somebody who's actually been in a head coach chair. <laughs> uh, but I, I kind of understand why Shane Steichen today did not say anything about it. All right. We'll do it again tomorrow. Tomorrow is another night practice for the Indianapolis Colts. Joint practice number two with the Bears, six to eight. And we'll have another Colts camp daily for you tomorrow night with special guest Isaiah McKenzie. He had a nice run after the catch yeah, tonight yeah, in a two-minute drill. Almost got himself into the end zone from about 60, 70 yards away. So we'll talk about that play, uh, his return to Buffalo, and what it's like so far working with the starting quarterback and Anthony Richardson. Well, that'll do it for tonight here at Grand Park. For J.J. Stangovitz, I'm Matt Taylor. Special thanks again to Zaire Franklin for joining us earlier. We'll do it again on Thursday on another Colts Camp Daily here on the Colts Audio Network. Have a great rest of your night.